Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. Hey, this is Josh. We are rolling towards the week starting with Friday, August 13th. Oh man. 2021. I didn't know what the end of your sentence would be. That was the best possible ending for (laughs) fans of, particularly fans of Shelley, the third Friday 13th. It's so weird that you just call that movie Shelley. I know. It's confusing to me. (laughs) It's weird that I just thought of that like five minutes ago while we were talking shelly uh friday the 13th story right see that's yeah. a much better thing and he's he's like a well i was gonna say popular but he's a successful lawyer now he's popular though he's, he's he has a good uh, thing going on twitter where like people will ask him or he'll explain like uh lawsuits or whatever so like obviously with friday the 13th there's a huge lawsuit i think it's still going like it's years now and so people will be like oh what's going on with that do you know how can you explain this or that like all the jargon and he must be getting tired of it, I would assume, but like that's a cool thing to keep your fan base happy, but you're also successful, so you don't have to worry about being like, please cast me in Friday the 13th, part 13, or whatever it is. He doesn't have the afro anymore, I don't Sadly. think. Sadly. It's crazy that we've been so long without a Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. considering in the 80s and... I guess into the 90s. There were just so many of them. Yeah. It was like every year, if not every two years, for the most part. Some people think that's weird for a movie franchise, but I'm like, well, pretend you were watching a TV show back then. In 1987, Star Trek Next Generation had, I think, something insane, like 26 or 28 episodes. Yeah. And they're all like, I think probably even a bit longer than 45 minutes back then. So you tag all that together... That's way more than 90 minutes every year or two. Mm -hmm. So it's weird when movies, people look their nose down at movies that come out once a year when I'm like, well, TV does that all the time. Yeah, and horror especially. Like, I mean, Saw was like the last most recent one I think of where they they had a good streak going for like every year, every October. And they had their like blood drive that they would do in the States, you know, or you would like, I don't know, you give blood and get a a blood cookie. I don't know. Mm, Blood (laughs) cookie. But it was like a fun tie-in. And, and you know, I'm not going to say they were all great, but it was a neat tradition where they did that for like it was at least the first five was every year. It was once a year. And then after that, it got a little spotty, but... Well, and you go way back to the golden age of cinema, and I think Abbott and Costello were putting out sometimes three feature films a year, I yeah. think. Which is, yeah, you know. Yeah, they did a lot. They yeah. three, Two or three, in their heyday, I know, like, there's a box set at the library that I would love to get because it's too much to take out of the library yeah. because there's like 60 movies on it. Good Lord. But those 60 movies were made in... 15 or 20 years because Mm -hmm. they were just pumping them out yeah and they weren't trying very hard they would just be like hey there's a western set we'll do a western hey there's a a martian set we'll do a mars movie and all the jokes are just called over from their vaudeville days yeah it's it's just a variation the jokes jokes were already there for them yeah, and they just, I don't know. They're so good, but like it's like the, the Stooges as well, where you just you have this picture of them in your head, but then if you actually sat down and watched all the three Stooges stuff, you're like, all right, this is the same gag 800 times. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, would get, it would get a little repetitive. <laughs> with them especially. Like, it, it, like, I love slapstick, but I don't know. After a while with, with them, it's just diminishing returns. <laughs> My favorite thing on Spotify is actually not music. It's these old radio plays or radio mm. shows. They have these giant blocks that if these were put onto vinyl or cd it would just be enormous yeah i think i listened to not in a row but something like 60 hours of the abbott and costello radio show over a few years because they're just all on there and 
you listen to that and that's a lot of stuff that they just use the exact same thing on the big screen they just took all the same jokes all mm. the same sketches and just shove them into whatever movie they happen to be doing. Yeah, and why not? Because, I, I mean, for some people, that would have been the first time seeing those jokes. Yeah. And, and if not, like, even if it wasn't, it's the first time seeing them in a visual medium. So you're still getting... It's like it's new. You could, you'd be like, oh, I know this one. But look, you can see them saying it. And I think for the most part, back in the radio days, it was pretty much one and done. Like, they were mm-hmm. not thinking about saving this for history. They mm-hmm. were just no, fill, they filling just, an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that stuff's so good. Like, and I think of that too. Like, just the amount of variety hour type stuff. It's just immense. Like, even because there's the stuff we've yeah. heard of. Yeah. That you know the popular stuff, but then just to think of how much content there was, and it's not all gravy, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's just gone, or it's just so immense that it would take. Like, it's hard enough with TV or just movies or just comic books or whatever. You know, adding the all that old time radio stuff. My God, like nobody has the time. We showed a compilation a while ago. I don't know where it came from. And the most recognizable thing was a couple of old Batman serials. Oh, yeah. Which are really funny because if you watch them back to back, there's giant cliffhanger plot holes. (laughs) Where this one I remembered specifically that people really laughed because we showed part six and part seven back to back (laughs) instead of a week apart. And if you're some dumb kid, you kind of forget things, you know. (laughs) But they clearly show... Batman and Robin in this big bulk of a 1930s car that is the Batmobile, but for no reason. It's yeah. just the car. They go over the cliff. Like, you see them in the car going yeah. over the cliff. And then next week, they jump out before it goes over. Yeah. And the whole audience is like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a whole uh, thing in Stephen King's Misery. Oh, yeah. Where she talks about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she complains, like, they cheat the audience with those cliffhangers. <laughs> he never got out of the car. It must be that same scene. So I was picturing one with like a plane where it's the same basic thing. Like it, right. it's, it crashes and you're like, oh no, he died. And you're like, oh no, wait, he had just enough time to jump <laughs> up. But okay. you didn't see that angle. You were looking at another Yeah, one. like if binge watching was a thing in those days, oh, yeah. they wouldn't have done it like that. But of course they think, ah, oh, people aren't going to remember a week later. So yeah, that's, that's so funny. Because I think I had those as well. There was the 39 ones and there, I think there was like 27 as well. These were the ones where Batman's kind of not in the best shape. Okay. <laughs> And he has kind of floopy ears. Yeah. They couldn't figure out to stick a couple pipe cleaners in there to make his ears stand up straight. Yeah. When his, his oh, they were kind car. of floppy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. That's good. Yeah. There's the one with Dr. Uh, Kanawa or something and the zombies. Like not, you know, classic zombies, but, you know, it was like a mind control thing. And a gator pit, I think there was as well. Yeah. Where it's <laughs> clearly stock footage of some other gator pit yeah. in some other documentary. They know what we like, though. Like Batman, Robin, gator pit, zombies. Like I always think, I think of being a 10-year-old back then versus a 10-year-old in the age of cable TV and VCRs and, and the thought that things are going to be rerun if you miss an episode of a Saturday morning cartoon. But back then, imagine the stress if you were a kid and your mom or dad were like, no, you're going to the dentist on Saturday at noon. And you're like, no, I'm going to miss part five of Batman and Robin. <laughs> and I will never get to see it again for the rest of my life. They might die in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that happened a lot. Yeah, right. And then kids in the schoolyard or whatever just taunting you and being like, oh, it was the best episode yeah. and they'll never play it again. Yeah, yeah we can never show that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always think about that compared to now where we're so spoiled where whatever you miss if you miss your movie in the cinema yeah we will probably screen it again if you miss the shining 
the Shining's going to roll around at the Mayfair in another year. Yeah. It, it's always coming back. If you haven't seen it there's 50 true. times already. Yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, I, I ran into that yesterday. There was, uh, it was the first, two days ago, it was the Raps, Raptors' first summer league game. But I didn't. I used to have like a streaming service for it where I could watch at any time, like start midway through the game at the beginning, kind of thing. Right. But I don't have that anymore. Like they shut down. You know, whole other story. But the point is, I was like, my wife was like, "Oh, can you help me with something?" And I was like, "No, I, I can." <laughs> but if I gotta watch this live, like it's happening now, and it's yeah. like nobody cares this much about these eighteen-year-old kids playing who won't even be on the team. But I'm like, I can't miss a second. It is the fun, especially over COVID times. This happened a lot of stand-up comedians or theater troops or podcasters or whoever doing sometimes charity, sometimes just for themselves, but live events where you were like, no, like it's on at eight o'clock on Saturday night. And it really had this feel of something that I haven't had for the longest time Mm -hmm. of that appointment television of Star Trek The Next Generation again is on Saturday night at this time. Or Saturday morning cartoons is the best example Mm -hmm. of like, waking up at six in the morning to watch the Jetsons or whatever. Yeah, World of Disney at six was oh, our, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. like Simpsons at eight, obviously like those two were just, and even still like to this day, I think Sunday at eight is just ingrained in my head. I don't watch Simpsons at that time. Like, yeah. You can watch it whenever you want. Oh, now, yeah. but, but that used to be the thing and it was like pretty fun. And now it's, it's almost like, gone the other way now we're like from getting older i guess but like we'll have tickets to a movie or something or other and once the closer you get to the day and i'm like oh god the pressure like yeah <laughs> it's like i actually have to commit to this thing at this specific time you know you just almost get spoiled by having everything at your fingertips yeah because it's funny because like in 1973 if you missed great pumpkin charlie brown that's it you gotta wait till next halloween yeah. <laughs> you're not getting to watch that on vhs or dvd or whatever yeah or you just have like eventually when you're able to record it you have to cherish that taped copy oh my forever God. yeah you just like that's all you've got i think about that too gwen and i went to this thing called the what was it called the great no there was no great in there <laughs> i was, was thinking great though <laughs> i was thinking great glee garage sale it was called the geek and gaming garage sale it should be the great geek. Yeah, they could like, throw like, a great G in there. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's really good. <laughs> my but, my big fat geek wedding. Geek wedding, yeah. <laughs> and yard sale. <laughs> and yard sale. So it was on Sunday afternoon, and it was right beside this place called the Nostalgia Warehouse, which is this amazing store that if you're in Ottawa and you haven't been to, it's just like going to a museum, even if you're not buying anything. It's just filled with toys. Man, and, what? And, I've never oh, heard of it. It's I right mean, by the Parkdale Market. Okay. Oh, wait. Okay. I think you told me about it once and yeah. then I forgot about it. And now it's been like six months. So I <laughs> got to go in for the first time because I had been a couple times buying. They had some auctions online. Oh, yeah. Your sweet Batman oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's where I got my Darth Maul VHS standee for $2. Oh, my God. There's so much going on in that sentence. But it's a really reasonable place to buy stuff. Like they had old Star Wars, Star Trek toys, whatever, oh, for God. like 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Like there was nothing in there seemingly that was like, eight thousand dollars everything was pretty reasonable but it also just felt like walking through a museum because they had all these old albums and old knickknacks and everything so that was right beside this thing i think they were associated so we went to this little little warehouse kind of flea market but i always think about collecting where people are like i'm gonna put my kid through college with this Mm -hmm. so i bought three return of the jedi puzzles in these little gray boxes from 1983 and there's like a giant tiger sticker on it that says 297 and i bought them for five bucks a piece mm. in 2021 
So you figure out the inflation on yeah, that. Yeah, that can't be right. You got a good deal on I that. I got a very good deal on that. But it just shows you that if you're really a collector or really a fan, whether it's of Blu-rays or sports memorabilia or comic books or movie stuff, whatever, you really have to be doing it for the love of the game because most of it's not going to work out in your favor of buying a mortgage on a house with it. Yeah. Because in 1983, this 297 puzzle of Jabba the Hutt in 2021 was $5. And I got a bit of a deal, but nonetheless, it's yeah. like, yeah, you just got to collect for fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, and you never, and I think about that too with like, and Andrew's probably under this too, where the, you never know with movies what's going to go out of print just randomly. And right. then all of a sudden it's $100 or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and you're like, well, last week it was $20, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and so like, I've had stuff like that where, and records too, where like, I feel, even posters, I feel like uncomfortable owning this thing now because it cost me whatever, 10 to 20 $30. And now it's worth like 100 or whatever or more. And I'm like, well, like, what, I'm going to break it. Like, what, yeah. I don't want to use this now. Like, I feel so weird about it. <laughs> and, and, you know, by the same token, like, collecting for fun is great. But then if you're collecting as a resale type person, you know, like, I mean, limited stuff, you can kind of suspect what might be worth something. But for the vast majority, it's such a crapshoot. You just never know what it's going to be. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't want to sell this. Like, I, I want this for me. And now yeah. it's like accidentally worth more. And, and I'm not sure what to do with myself anymore. I think this happens automatically with everything, and it's just somebody on eBay hoping to get somebody who's not too bright. One of our Damn Cursed Children comics popped up on eBay for like a ridiculous price. It was like Damn Cursed Children number one for $60 or something. And it, you could just get it at a comic store. You can order it. It's four bucks American. It's mm -hmm. easy to get. And I was just, I wanted to like comment like, hi, I'm one of the writers. Uh, you can get this for $4 at your local comic shop. <laughs> but there is that just... It's like with the VHS tapes where there was some VHS tape for, I don't think I'm kidding, it was like $5,000. Yeah, yeah, because they're like... They're, it was uh, a monster squad. Yeah, like they're like certified by, you know, whoever, like, Ooh, you know, taking yeah. to, I don't know, like <laughs> Sotheby's or I don't know who does this, like... But, but they're like, oh, yeah, well, now someone, a professional looked at it, so now it's worth $18,000. It's so <laughs> dumb. Yeah, and I, I don't think there's actually a market for that, at least yet. Like, no. I could understand if it was in... 50 years or 100 years or something yeah. where you're like oh wow vhs tape but well especially like everywhere you go well there was a store called chumley's in ottawa which i can't remember if it's a chain or not it I th there Is was it, more than one but yeah. i don't know like i think there was like two of them because it started in some like like cambridge or some random right town. <laughs> but they were just giving away vhs we've had not too many to my knowledge but a dozen nerds come in and go through our vhs tapes and it looks like there's no dent put in it. We've still got so many. And we're like, please come take these. I don't want to throw them away. I feel bad. No, no. Well, like, the closer we get to something like Halloween, there's a, or like Christmas, you're like, Give we them out. do like, yeah, yeah, wrap them up though and be like, surprise VHS. <laughs> if, you, if you put it on the curb, someone will come and take it, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah leave, just, leave anything on a curb and, it, and it'll be gone in like yeah. 15 minutes. Just not uh, this week when it's plus 40. Yeah, <laughs> just like, melt and they all later. turn to liquid. It's like a, a puddle outside. We're like, Andrew, you have to clean that up. Yeah, so it's funny, the term for just that thought of collecting where things I love, most of the comics I love are worthless. Like they're 50 cent bin comics, but I love them. You mean priceless. Priceless. That's the wording we want there. And nowadays, like I get so many comics digitally. I don't know. It's, it's interesting that I distinctly remember a friend of mine who's a big computer guy telling me about the death of physical media. And I remember being like, that's crazy talk. 
And I just seemed like so naive where mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, yeah, it's pretty much gone. Yeah. Even when Netflix was starting to become a thing, like even in the blockbuster days, yeah. I was just like, that's so stupid. Like who in the hell would do that? You don't want to go to a video store? Like why would you want to miss out on that? <laughs> and like, yeah. And I still stand by the fact that I wish that we still had video stores, but I say that as someone who's not owning and running one. So it's easy to be nostalgic about it because it's that's a tough life. There is still a market for it, but it's just so minuscule. I don't even know how you could do it. Like, because most of the people, like Glee Video can do it. Cause, or, yeah, yeah which right. is a fascinating. Are they still open? They're still open. Yeah. I thought they were shutting down. I know they're still open because I see their sign outside every once in a while. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I don't wish them ill will. But yeah. I think their whole business model is they've been there forever. Mm-hmm. It's a very small footprint. And it's a weird thing to comment on. But I think a lot of their patrons aren't going to be around for the next, say, Mm. 20 years. (laughs) So when these seniors pass away, they're going to lose their customer base. Mm. So I I think that's the only thing keeping them going is they probably like in the Glebe within like a four to six block radius, that's their customers. Yeah. And they maybe have a few diehard customers who drive in from further. But I think the only thing that could live for video stores is... A senior video store or a hipster video store. Yeah. But the two hipster video stores in Ottawa did not make it. No. So they're gone. Yeah, I think the the only... Well, I mean, my dream as a kid was to do... And I think this is the only way you could even think of doing it. It's to do some sort of like cafe slash record store yeah, slash yeah, yeah. comic shop slash video rentals. Well, clearly not video. That is a bad idea. But, you know, some sort of like that combo could potentially work. But even then... You'd have to be on like Bank or Elgin or, you know, like it's just there's so much to it. And, and the cost to maintain that kind of a business is just, I can't even imagine. It's like my dream laundromat, because when I was in college, we had this laundromat near our place that was just awesome. So they had the base model of being a laundromat. So they made money off of that normal thing. But they always had some cool old kung fu movie playing on the tv Mm. and they would have coffee houses and there was board games you know so people would come in and play monopoly while they were doing their laundry and i think that's such a great model oh and they had they had a one pinball machine and i think one arcade i was gonna say because people got coins so like you better have some games and i just think that's such a fun business thing but it's like anything else like you would need the time to do it if I was a millionaire with extra time on my hands, I think that'd be a fun business venture. Yeah, because then you're not cutting into Tyreg's bottom line too much. Because yeah. you're like, wow, we're all we're laundromat. <laughs> just happen yeah. to have a couple of things. You know, it'd be Dig Dug and like Terminator 2 or something. Tyreg could do that. Just toss in a couple laundromat machines in there. It could work. I mean, you're, you're near Carlton. I mean, yeah. that's probably good. So let us chat about the movies playing Friday the 13th. Oh, through Thursday, August 19th. He said it. I said it again. (laughs) 2021. Let's lead towards Friday the 13th. Sure, sure. Let's talk about the normal movies we're playing. So we have two Ottawa premieres. One is Curiosa, Mm. which is a period piece erotic drama. It's not the Mad Max spinoff about Furiosa. It It just rhymes. Yeah, Yeah, it rhymes with Furiosa. It's the actress, one of the actresses from Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Mm. Oh, is it? Wow. I don't know her name, unfortunately, but I I recognized her from Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I think was the last movie I watched here before COVID started. Great movie. I really like it. It's a good movie, movie, yeah. I don't know why. I kind of like depressing sad romances from the past that when they finish you go 
Ugh, poor people. Man. Ironically, <laughs> the last movie I had watched was Friday the 13th. So. Oh, weird. I, mean, I, I suppose Pig now, but that's not as yeah. funny of a story. So, Curiosa. And the other one is called Nine Days, which is actually getting a lot of mainstream publicity at the moment. I saw one of the actors on Colbert. Mm. It won an award at Sundance, and it's a ensemble... I was going to call it a supernatural ensemble, but it's it's, uh-huh. it's like a afterlife heaven kind of thing. Okay. What dreams may come. Yeah, type something thing. like that, where it's like people, it's either people on their way to being born or are there people on the way to heaven. Huh. And it's one of the actors from Black Panther is in it. Zazie Beetz is in it. It's oh, got a nice. good ensemble. They're on their way to being born? Like, I think that's what it is. It's either... weird. So you're like the thought of a human personified by a grown person. And then yeah. you're like, oh, here it comes. And you're like, pop. <laughs> Maybe it's vice versa. But it's something like that. It's it's something like along those lines of kind, yeah. of kind of a fantastical heaven and earth kind of movie. I, I'm intrigued. I love it. Yeah. But either, well, either your version or the real version. I, mean, I might be lying. I'm close. Good. I never do research too much because I don't want things to be spoiled. But. Yeah. But that's the broad strokes. Is it's some kind of heaven kind of movie, hmm. and it's acclaimed. <laughs> heaven kind of movie. Heaven yeah. kind of movie. People are talking about it. It's acclaimed. A yeah. Heavenly kind of movie. Supernatural. Heavenly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. See, I call it supernatural, but then some people might take offense to that who actually like believe in that stuff. Ah, yeah. See, and when I hear supernatural, I'm just like, oh, tell me more about this horror film that you <laughs> yeah. didn't call a horror film. I'll, yeah, I'll trick in the horror fans. <laughs> Ooh, it's about people who die. Cool. Like, I'll double bill that with Friday Thirteenth. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Then, not a premiere, but a movie that should have been a premiere. It's right up our alley. We have the documentary Roadrunner, which mm. kind of strangely has the clunky subtitle of a film about Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> An Anthony Bourdain story. So that, that's the actual name of the movie is Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Well, I get it because you don't want people thinking it's cartoons, you know. I wouldn't be ca- surprised if the studio said that to like, yeah. look, you got to put that on there. And it's that's... Valid. And also because, you know, we play cartoons here. So be yeah. like, I mean, I would be very excited. But <laughs> yeah. this is just as good as cartoons in a way. I think this movie, especially with our seating limitations, is going to be packed. I think it's going to be very oh, yeah. popular. Yeah, yeah. Anything to do with cooking and, well, Anthony Bourdain, who is beloved. Yeah, it's true. Cooking and, well, I was going to say cooking and dead people, but that, that doesn't sound right <laughs> at cooking all. Cooking and but dead people. I, I just mean, you know, that he's passed and it's sad and people want to know more about him. This is one of those movies that's been getting so many requests and it just... Our response is always yeah. trying to not be frustrated by getting the same question over and over again and being like, we don't get to play everything we want. Mm-hmm. We don't get to just phone people and be like, hi, let's play this. This did go to the multiplexes first. So you don't want to lie to anybody because you want business, but you also, you're kind of in that spot of like, yeah, don't go see it. Hedge your bets on us getting it. Yeah. We, we will probably get it. But there's been times in the past where these types of movies have passed us by. Yeah. So we're glad to get it. And hopefully all of our patrons waited to see it and it will come see it with us yeah perfect mayfair movie yeah and then one of our two and so we have five movies this week which is a rarity nowadays mm-hmm. but the reason is because we got roadrunner in the 11th hour so basically it cut into curiosa and nine days being a full seven days mm-hmm. and we're favoring roadrunner <laughs> and which, friday 13th <laughs> yeah which is a weird thing that happens sometimes where it's like a last minute offering that's too good to be true for and sure you kind of you bear no ill will to the other movies <laughs> but you're like well you'll probably be more popular but we did stick with curiosa nine days and friday 13th being on friday 13th so that's our premiere day nice. kind of thing so. <laughs> you curiosa is playing for nine days nine I'm days. like, okay that seems like a little much <laughs> no. Then we have the second chapter of the Man with No Name trilogy mm, with for classic. a few dollars more, which is 
Clint Eastwood and it's Sergio Leone (laughs) and it's the trilogy that saved the Western. And you look at Westerns before and it's interesting. I've seen this a number of times in reviews kind of referencing that these movies were very punk rock for the Western. And that makes sense when you think that Western before was John Wayne, black and white, kind of bullet shots had no blood coming out. And then Sergio Leone and Clint Eastwood come along and it's just chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just ridiculous. They're so entertaining. Like it's, it's, I mean, whether or not you're a fan of just the classic westerns or the, you know, that type of western. Yeah, like it's just such a good series of films. And they hold up. Like they're mm-hmm. they're they could have been made now. Yeah. Except for Clint Eastwood looks a lot younger. Yeah, but besides I, for that, I imagine they must look amazing on the oh, big yeah. screen. Like yeah. I've, I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen any of them on the big screen. Actually. They're a must on the big screen for sure. Making me feel bad now. Jeez. Yeah, no, I didn't see the first one on the big screen. Now I'm screwed. I'll be so lost. <laughs> you won't know what's happening. Uh, does he have a name? I don't understand. Why is that guy not talking? Yeah, shoot more people. And it's funny because I think they get longer as Sergio Leone got more power. Because it's like <laughs> the first one's like 90 minutes, the second one's 100 minutes, and then the third one's three hours. Oh, so clearly he went mad with power and was like, I'm just making a three hour movie. You really thought you were going to say 300 minutes? 300, but- no, yeah. <laughs> I'd be in for that, too. And then finally, as we mentioned lovingly, Friday the 13th, Part 3, continuing our epic six-year-long Friday the 13th Film Festival. The next one doesn't come around till next summer, I think. Yeah. May 2022. And is it the one that has two next year? I'm pretty sure next year's only one. Ah, rats. But it's the last year. So wait for 2026. You get three in a year. Oh, man. That's a lot. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, they're near the end. So it's not, you're not getting something like three. You'd be getting this week, of course. What I like to think it is weird, too, is that it's going to be Jason X is one of them. And we're going to be the only cinema in the last 10 years, 20 years that was like, we want to play Jason X. They're going to be like, what? Really? <laughs> they're going to be like, are you are you joking? You or sure? is this a bit? <laughs> yeah. So that'll be fun. But it is I like that people have gotten in on this gag and it's this fun thing of instead of doing them over a summer or doing the best of, we're like, nope, we're doing them all, yeah. but every Friday 13th for six years. Yeah. Partly because we kind of forgot which ones we hadn't shown, but it's true. more to the point that this is just fun and why wouldn't you want to do this? Genuinely, people were like, have you shown this one? And I'm like, I don't know. I think I so. I don't think we've shown part five. Yeah. <laughs> which I actually enjoy, but I get it. I mean, I also like Halloween 3, so I'm not to be trusted on these things. We even played Manhattan because it was like the 30th anniversary. Yeah. It was fun. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm not. it's not one of my favorites, but like it's, seeing it here is just like... Same with like seven, you know, seven, eight. I'm I'm not huge on them, but like they're just fun seeing them here with an audience, you know, like everyone gets into them and and it's it's just like that one to me feels long because it is like the eighth one. I think it's one of the longest ones, but it's still like you're like, bye, you're getting all this good stuff. He's on a ship, you know, I think the weirdest thing about part three. So weird. But I guess if you're watching it a couple years apart or they're thinking or a year apart or they're thinking people who didn't see the last one. Three begins with a good five minutes of mm. part two. Yeah. So it feels like last time on Friday yeah. the 13th. Same yeah, part, they, part all, have, they well. all have recaps, I think. Yeah, and like part two, you could sort of understand, I guess, because you're, you're, I don't know, you got you to gotta set the scene and it picks up like right where that left off. Yeah. But three doesn't. I mean, it's just. But I also remember <laughs> Star Trek three did that, huh. where, where they did the whole end of part two <sighs> with, spoiler, Spock dying. Yeah. They played that whole thing. So, yeah, maybe it was just a thing at a time where a couple executives were like, people don't got attention span. Let's pad out. And it padded out the movie. 
Because especially on Friday Thirteenth, all those are mostly only like ninety minutes. Yeah, I could see them being like, "Hey, this will save us five minutes." <laughs> That's what I'm. Th- I remember taping Back to the Future Three off TV as a kid. And then my brother telling me at the beginning, he's like, oh, that's the end of part two, which I hadn't seen. Yeah. And then so as a kid, I wrote that on the tape. I was like part three. And then in brackets, I was like part of part two. Because uh, I didn't, in my brain, I didn't get that it's like, it's part of three. Right. Still. I was like, oh, it's it's the last half of two. And then they put three on like a stupid kid would think. I remember the end of part two had coming next time. And yeah. had like a preview <laughs> part three. And to my recollection, that's the first time I ever saw something like that. Yeah. And I I remember being like, you can't do that in movies. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a real bait and switch in a way. Yeah, because like at the end of Empire, I knew another one was coming. Yeah, sure. But they didn't have a next time in Star Wars. Yeah, and they show some footage from 3, right? Like it's like a mini sizzle trailer, I think. Yeah, totally. Because they, I guess, while editing part 2, they were filming part (laughs) 3. So yeah, they put a sizzle reel together of like, see you next time. <laughs> Man, which is pretty gutsy. I kind of love it actually, but like, I, I hadn't seen two, so it, that wouldn't have been weird to me. And like, they didn't do that for Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or <laughs> any of those movies that came out really close together like that. <laughs> it seems so archaic now, yeah. but it's, <laughs> that's great. Cool. Okay, so let's wrap it up for this week, this Friday the 13th yeah, countdown. You said it again. I said it again. <laughs> that's three times. It's so sad because Gwen's birthday is Saturday the 14th. Oh. So close to Friday the 13th. But another great film that Andrew loves, probably. I don't know <laughs> if you love Saturday the 14th. But Saturday the 14th. It's, uh, it's fine. I'll get her that poster for her birthday and she'll be like, what are you doing? That's <laughs> or like watch that movie because it's not, it's a comedy. So she doesn't have to worry about being too yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah, you know? Sure, that'll be the perfect birthday wish that she wants. Yeah, yeah. Quality. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Her birthday this year is also on Free Comic Book Day. Oh, okay, and I'm like, wow. Don't forget Free Comic Book Day. That's when you get your presents. Yeah, and yeah. She's like, but they're free and they're mostly for you. And I'm like, no, no, that's your present. Just call it Comic Book Day and be like, look at all this stuff I probably bought you. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. That's so nice. So thanks for listening, everybody. You can check out all the upcoming movie listings and any further information about the ones we talked about today at MayfairTheater.ca and on all the social medias. Advanced tickets are available through events.com. And we will see you next week on a not Friday the 13th week. Boo. Boo. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Well, a new Cage trailer comes out tomorrow. Next week, we can talk all about it. Yay. It's uh, Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Uh, yeah, put it in my veins. Five stars. A Winchester 3030 rifle cut down to fit one hand. A sawed-off double-barreled shotgun. A Buntline Special with a 12-inch barrel. A Colt 45 with staghorn grips. The man with no name is back. The man in black is waiting. A walking arsenal who uncoils, strikes, and kills. Simple. Savage. The name of the new film for a few dollars more. Clint Eastwood is the man with no name. Lee Van Cleef is waiting for a few dollars more. It's in color. It's from United Artists. It's the second motion picture of its kind. It won't be the last.